This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm your host, Tyler, and happy Friday to you. This is the show where I read articles from some of the sharpest minds in real estate investing. If you want to hear interviews with some of the authors of these articles, check out the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Brandon Turner and David Green. We know you've heard it before. Cash flow is getting very hard to find. There's always long distance investing, but you may be thinking, I don't have a team, enough experience, or the market knowledge to get in. That's where you're wrong. And it's also where rent to retirement comes in. Rent to retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest out of state with confidence. They've got single family, multifamily, new build, and syndication opportunities across multiple markets. They even have bird deals with immediate equity. Rent to retirement helps investors learn how to build a bulletproof business plan with the best investment and tax strategies around to help you reach financial freedom through real estate. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and systems already in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. Don't invest without understanding the risks. Here's what you need to know by Paul Moore. Step right up. Come one, come all. Today, we're offering an opportunity to quadruple your money. Would you take this deal? After all, who wouldn't want a 300% profit on their investment? So would you? The correct answer is, it depends. It depends? On what? I'm glad you asked. It depends on the risk involved. And the holding period. Knowing the risks. If you could immediately quadruple your investment with zero risk, of course you would take that investment. But what if this opportunity carried a million to one odds? 
then this would be called the state lottery. And I'm guessing virtually none of you indulge yourself at that casino on a regular basis. While we can easily see through the risk and fallacy of a speculation like that, I'm afraid that many of us don't know how to critically evaluate the risks of alternative assets. This is the purpose of this podcast today. Note that there are many alternative investments, art, ATMs, music royalties, oil, and more. Today, we're looking at only real estate, since that is the arena of my experience. Why is evaluating risk so difficult? Risk is an inherent problem when investing in alternative assets. Risk is often a result of insufficient information. Investing in stock and bond markets carry risk too, but their popularity and widespread adaptation result in thousands or even millions of eyeballs on the same information. And a century of regulations purportedly result in greater transparency and reporting standards that allow comparison across thousands of publicly traded options. Not so with most real estate and other alternative investments. The inherent fragmentation of these asset types results in heightened difficulty when evaluating their relative risks. The lack of available data systematic reporting and studies can heighten the risk of the unknown, and the risk can go up even more at the individual asset level. As inferred with the example that opened this podcast, risk should be evaluated in conjunction with returns. There is a chart at BiggerPockets.com in the article titled the same as this podcast, where you can see one astute investor's attempt to quantify and evaluate these risks and returns. So the chart was created by BiggerPockets member Christine Kwasny. Christine is a passive investor with my firm, and she reached out to me late last year to discuss the topic of risk evaluation for alternative assets. The chart is based on her own research and opinion, so feel free to differ with her. But Christine was puzzled, as I sometimes am, by the question of why investors often favor stocks, even in the face of widespread evidence that supports investing in real estate. She said, Strangely, despite glowing reviews of the many benefits of real estate investing, it seems many investors still lean heavily on stocks versus alternative investments within their overall asset portfolio, and I can't determine why. Perhaps they don't understand the relative risk of stocks versus real estate. Perhaps they desire liquidity, or maybe they can't create a diversified portfolio of syndicated deals, as one can with stock index funds that would greatly mitigate one's overall risk. She defined a syndicated growth portfolio this way. I consider an investor's allocations to a syndication portfolio as investments spread across many well-vetted projects that minimize direct project risk and provide strong diversification to further dilute risk exposure. So why is the chart at BiggerPockets.com so great? Christine has dug deep to pull together the data points on this chart, and I wanted to get this in front of you. Note that the chart you'll see at BiggerPockets.com doesn't prove that you need to invest in real estate. That's not the point of it but it does give you a grid to compare potential outcomes in light of risk and return. It's notable that Christine has two real estate investment types on the chart. She ranks self-owned real estate as a lower risk asset than syndicated growth portfolios, but this asset type also shows a lower average return at about 5 to 15% than syndicated portfolios at about 15 to 20%. This is commensurate with our discussion on the nature of risk and return factoring in the time value of money. 
As someone who has invested in both of these real estate types, I want to add a comment. The often significant expenditure of time and hassle in managing self-owned real estate needs to be factored into the equation. Owning and managing properties is a hassle, and that adds to the risk. For most passive investors in syndicated real estate, however, this is one way it shines and, in my mind, reduces the relative risk. Before the selection of either a property or syndication, there is a lot of analysis and research involved. But after the decision is made, a syndication investor's effort is typically limited to their walk to the mailbox to get their monthly or quarterly check. This is a significant advantage for investors who have busy lives, demanding jobs, or enjoyable retirements. There you have it. Another episode of Bigger Pockets Daily in the books. Interested in taking your learning to the next level? Register for a free webinar. They're live, they're free, and we do them every week. Sign up at biggerpockets.com webinar. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.